Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And Welcome, everyone, to Calvary Live. And we do invite you to call in, as you just heard, the number, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. And love for you to call in and ask a question, to give a prayer request, so we can talk about the things of the Lord. We can go to the Word of the Lord. Uh, what a blessing. So glad that you're tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley uh, in northern Colorado. And uh, so blessed always to be with you on this beautiful day here in Colorado. A lot different than 24 hours ago when I was doing the show. We opened up the show and the snow had come in and the wind was blowing. So I hope you're doing well. You're safe and uh, you're having a good commute if you're in traffic in the metro area or wherever you might be. Be careful as always, and I'd uh, love to hear from you today. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You are listening live on this Tuesday afternoon, and I am ready to converse with you and, and to minister to you any way that I can uh, with the Word of God. So give me a call. As soon as those calls come in, uh, we'll start taking them. Yesterday was busy. It was wonderful. And so let's get the calls coming in. This is your show. Um, this is the opportunity for you to be on the air, for you to ask questions and to give those prayer requests. So as you just heard, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And then there is another means for you to be able to uh, ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. As we always tell you, be careful when you are texting. Be safe. And that number is 720-336-0897. I would encourage you to just put those two numbers in your contacts, and you can pull it up anytime that you desire to get a hold of us. So the text line, again, is 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout uh, the hour here. So an hour goes by fast. So uh, grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Text in a question, and uh, we will uh, just see what the Lord has for us in this hour of Calvary Live. I want to welcome all those, again, listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado and up into southern Wyoming. And then I also want to welcome all those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope and Truth FM, and you too can call it that number that I just gave to you, 303-690-3000. And love to be able to talk with you as you listen to Truth FM and 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 Hope FM. You are week delayed. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but give us a call. We always love to hear from you guys on the East Coast and then anywhere in the country. Uh, the online listeners that are listening, perhaps on your smartphone as you've downloaded the Grace FM app uh, on your tablets. Uh, we invite you to call anywhere in the country. You can call it 303-690-3000. And so I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. So grab one of those open lines. It's best to, to call early 
and uh, let's uh, talk about the things of the Lord. Let's pray with you and encourage you. That really is the heart of this this show. It's not only to um, answer your questions, but also to encourage you and to uh, pray for you and to bless you in any way that we can. So we're glad that you're tuned in. And uh, we're going to go to Greeley here, uh, where I'm at, where Matthew's on line one. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Jeff. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, awesome. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, did you read what my question was there? Yeah, I, I, I got uh, what they typed in, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, my question is, uh, my wife of uh, going on four and a half years is, uh, you know, we, we're not even really legally separated. We're just kind of, she just kind of put all my stuff in a, in a bag and kind of tossed it all out. Um, okay. When I actually went on a ministry ride with my cowboy church um, okay. and came back and all my stuff's in bags. So that happened September 27th. And so forth, I've been doing the right thing of providing financial support to help my family and whatnot. Uh, you know, so now um, through all of this, um, it's not even legal yet for separation, but uh, she's switching it to, she says that she wants to switch it to a divorce. So we're both believers. I, um, In fact, I wasn't uh, really equally yoked in the beginning. Um, I was double-minded. And now that I've dedicated my life to Christ and got baptized and and all in for Christ. It seems like this is a, a big spiritual battle. And my question is, is uh, there's no adultery between any of us. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, should I, they, her attorney asked me if I should, if I would like, um, if I agree or disagree with a divorce. And of course, I disagree, but right. does that sound like I am controlling if I, you know, I mean, being a man no, of God? And, I, 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 I think, Matthew, first of all, I'm sorry you're going through this, and it is difficult. Yeah, thank you. And, and um, you know, it is God's desire and His will that you guys do come together, that there's healing and restoration. And you mentioned about um, b- belonging to a church, and, you know, it's hard to get the feeling of it um, as um, exactly what's going on in a couple minutes of conversation on the radio but right. I, I, I'm glad to hear that you know you, you you have a church or you're in fellowship to get godly right. counsel with with a pastor um, to look at God's word and to be in prayer and that's the the place where you're at and um, it is God's desire that you do come together that uh, the marriage be restored that there's healing and and um, there's a coming together as one and we know that and um, but. Uh, one of the things is um, that you're in a place of prayer, you're in a place of waiting, um, and, you know, different avenues. And, and I don't know what is available right now. Is she willing to go to counsel with you, willing to talk, uh, willing to, you know, try to reconcile and work? It's awfully hard to work on your marriage when you're separated. And, right. and that's right. the problem. And that's the desire, you know, that you would want to have. So you're in that place of praying, you're in that place of waiting and just reaching out and, and trying to show that love and um, in the midst of the frustration and in the midst of the difficulty and, and to see if she's willing to get some counseling. Maybe you've tried that or, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just continue to do that. So, 
Go ahead, Matt. Right, yeah, she, she said basically that, uh, you know, she's not going to go to any more counseling. Um, and I and since then, I, I've actually gone on my own to get right. my own counselor. And uh, being a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, I uh, have a psychologist now that the, the VA pays for. So, um, you know, and I, I've been not diagnosed with PTSD. Um, mm-hmm. my, uh, the, the, the VA has cleared me of that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not diagnosed for that, but I have been, been the combat, but, uh, no, I, uh, you know, I, I don't have any of that stuff. So, uh, but yeah. I'm still going through counseling on my own and, and going to psychologists as well. But, uh, my thing is, is if we would just, you know, go to a Christian, uh, counselor for marriage and, um, I, I, I feel that it could be. Because God has made me new and a new creation, and uh, I don't have any anger in me, and they constantly every day bury that old me. But what I'm what I'm saying is or asking is, uh, you know, if I say yes, go ahead and you know do do your do the divorce. They basically in the state of Colorado, uh, you can the other person can kick and scream all they want, but uh, it, it's still going to happen. You know, so that's yeah, that's and, the attorney and I. Yeah, and I understand. And, you know, I, you know, my desire is to always see every marriage that give the time to for healing and restoration. Right. And um, and I know that's your desire, and that's what we're going to pray for you right now. Yeah, I, I do right. know and um, that uh, when Paul was talking about keeping your marriage vows in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and, and, you know, he's talking about an unbelieving spouse. You've mentioned you come to Christ, and... Um, but, uh, um, you know, you, um, I don't know if she is a believer, but yep, yes, um, she is. then keep reminding her that, you know, that, that this is God's will and, and he can do a work and, and that's what we're going to pray for. And by the yeah, way, I'm, just leaving, I'm leaving it in his hands. I, yeah, I've actually yeah. stopped, you know, actually, you know, asking and, and saying, Hey, we need more time. I quit doing all that. I just basically said, Okay, I'm letting yeah. I'm letting it go. It's in God's hands. I'm having letting God's will be in all of this. So, and yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of uh, where she's actually texting me now and whatnot. And I, and I'm kind of keep it to where the kids, you know, because I, I really respect her and I really love my kids. So um, I'm not one of yeah. those deadbeat dads deals. Uh, you know, okay, I, I'm a follower of Christ, and He's first, and I know He yeah. always provides. So, so I, I would love to pray. Yes, sir. Yes, you bet. And Matthew, I just want to say thank you for your service um, and your sacrifice. So, Father, I pray for Matthew. He's in a situation where it's hard and difficult. His heart's breaking. And, Lord, I just pray for a miracle in his marriage, that, Lord, that you know the issues, you know everything that's going on. Um, So, Lord, I do pray that you would bless, that you would minister, that you would bring healing, that you would bring this couple together. And, Lord, just be with Matthew as he's waiting on you. Um, we just pray that you would just continue to work in his heart and grow him to be the, the father, the, the man of God that you want him to be, and that he does get that support. He does get that, um, you know, uh, prayer and, and um, just encouragement from other brothers. And uh, so, Lord, I lift Matthew up to you. I pray for him and his wife. And I pray that you would do a healing work and a restorative work and a miracle because you can do that. And uh, as he waits on you, as he trusts in you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. I uh, greatly appreciate it. And I listen to your show all the time. And uh, uh, I just, uh, like I said, he's he's the one that can melt, uh, you know, melt the mountains in a whack. So. Yes, absolutely. All right, Matthew. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. All All right. All right, the number to call is 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs, here to take your questions and your prayer requests. And and uh, love to pray with you and try to encourage you any way that I can. And when somebody hangs up, we got an open line, so we're going to go to Desiree um, on line two. Desiree? Hello, De- Pastor. How are you? I'm fine. Good. What can we do for you today? Well, I was calling um, for um, prayers for my niece. Her name's Jaylin. She's in the hospital, and she got fibromeningitis, and it's all in God's hands. And I know power prayers are so strong. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is your niece. Yes. Absolutely. Let's let's pray. Father, I pray for Desiree, her niece, as she's been diagnosed with um, uh, a disease that that can really afflict and be difficult and painful and and uh, very very painful. And so, Lord, um, I just pray for release. Uh, I pray for healing. I pray for strength, uh, Lord, that the pain would subside um, and what it causes other things of just where you can't hardly function. And so, Lord, I just pray for her niece. She's in the hospital, uh, that you be with the doctors and nurses and just continue to be with them in every way and um, and give them wisdom in treating her. But, Lord, you're the great physician, so we can go to you because you love us. You care about every area of our lives. So as Desiree loves her niece and, and cares enough to call in, we now lift her up to you. We just pray for your healing touch. But, Lord, we also pray that you would draw her to yourself, that you bring comfort to her, uh, not only just physically, but spiritually and mentally, and that you would work in her life. And, Lord, that she would see you, um, your strength through her weakness. And, Lord, that um, you would just do that work in her life. And, Lord, be with Desiree as she desires to minister to her niece, uh, to give words of encouragement and to help in any way that she can. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. My niece is only nine years old. She's a little girl, and um, she's a believer, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. You have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. God bless you. God bless you. It's so hard when our children are sick, isn't it? And I know that even in our own fellowship, there's been a number of kids sick with flu and things like that and colds, but it is hard. I remember when my kids were small um, at that age, Desiree's talking about her niece, nine years old and younger, and even when they're teenagers, it was so hard to see them be sick, and and um, so we're going to be praying, Desiree. Hey, we got a couple open lines, and so I'd love for you to give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text number again as we continue in the show, 720-336-0897. Love to hear from you uh, as we have taken a couple prayer requests. i uh, love to answer your questions. Uh, just continue to minister to you. So get on the air Grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, we're going to go down to Colorado Springs where Nancy's on line three. 
Hi, Nancy. Nancy, are you there? Nancy um, had a question, and Nancy, I'd love to talk to you about these things. So, um, you know, you're asking reasons why one family could go through so many terrible things in such a short time. And it's hard, of course, to to, um, to know exactly what you're going through without the conversations. But Nancy, um, we just want to pray for you right now. And we don't always understand everything that we go through. And I'm sure that there are those who are listening right now that um, they are going through difficulties. And we always wonder why. And we don't always know why. Um, but when we are confronted with things that we don't understand, uh, we know that we can fall back into things that we do understand. And so, Lord, I do pray that you just be with Nancy and as she um, has this um, question about why she, her and her family are going through difficult times and trials, that they would know that there's no tribulation or famine or distress that can separate your love from us, that they would perceive your love, that they would know that your promises are true, that you would work in their lives, Lord, and that they would fall back on the things they can understand, that you promise you never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, that as they find themselves uh, in uh, just hard times and difficult days, that they would cry out to you, Lord, and that you would keep them under the shadow of your wings, that, Lord, that you would just be with them and, and Lord, carry them through this time of difficulty and give them the strength to get through it. And I just pray that you would um, just uh, bless um, uh, her family, be with them, encourage them, and uh, work in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and i uh, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. And so uh, grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, we're going to go to Denver, where Brent's on line one. Hi, Brent. Hi, Pastor. Hi. How are, how are you? Oh, I'm living the dream. Good. Um, Good. I, the question I have is, when you pray for somebody, they are hearing your prayer. When you touch them, lay hands on them, you pray. But, you know, in your capacity, you may have a hundred different people to pray to. And when you pray on your own, <clears throat> can you ever, can you, I, the Lord gave me my prayer language. And can I pray in my prayer language to cover a multitude of sins with the Holy Spirit, cover those prayers? Now, I understand when you're praying for someone in person and you're going to pray for them, you want them to hear and you pray in English. But can you pray in your spirit language when you've got a whole list and say you pray for a half an hour in your in your spirit language, your that prayer language? Um, yeah. Would that be the same thing? Would that suffice when you've got 100 people you got to pray for? Well, and I think what you're saying is is in your prayer language, speak in praying in tongues, right? Yes. And here's what praying in tongues, and, and I, I've heard that term before, that I do know that 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says that he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So there's a speaking to God, and um, he who prophesies, he's talking about prophecy and speaking in tongues, 
you know, speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So it is a, a prayer language that is um, in uh, praises to God, adoration to God. Um, it is uh, men speaking to God, um, and we see that example in the book of Acts with Cornelius, with, you know, on the day of Pentecost, uh, speaking the wonderful praises of God. So, you know, there's sometimes that little bit of a debate of praying in tongues, um, but the thing is, is you're praying in tongues. Whether you're praying in tongues or praying in English, you should be led by the Lord and right. um, and be directed by the Lord. Um, you know, when you have a hundred people that you're praying for, for example, I, I don't know if exactly you mean corporately praying in a corporate setting or you are just going down a prayer list uh, for no, no, praying just, for Yeah, kind of well kinda of like the, the you're you're at home, you're in your prayer closet or you're yeah. not by myself, so yeah. I don't have to go in a closet. But right. there you know, there's a lot of requests. In other words, does the Holy Spirit pray for things that we just don't know to ask for, and so the Holy Spirit is making yes. um, intercession with in a language that we don't understand, but we're letting the Holy Spirit take charge and yeah. make intercession for us. Yeah, Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 that, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as for we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, there there are times where, and Paul's writing about this when he's writing about, um, you know, uh, suffering, and um, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which will be revealed to us. So he says this, and, and I'm so thankful for this verse, that the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses when we don't know exactly how to pray. When you're going down that list, and I think maybe perhaps you have this in mind, I don't know exactly what the needs are of somebody. I, I don't know sometimes when um, I intercede for somebody what exactly needs to be prayed for. So the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Um, and, and for we do not know what we should pray as we ought and now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit is there to to help us in our groaning. Sometimes when we're just overwhelmed, you know, and, and you know, I'm sure that you felt this way, Brent, when you're praying for somebody and you're just overwhelmed or a situation, you don't you don't know how to help, you don't know exactly how to pray. I'm so glad that we have the Holy Spirit that is there to make intercessions. Uh, for us to, uh, with groanings which we cannot be uttered. We may not understand exactly, but the Holy Spirit does. And so, so do the Holy of, Spirit... Do you think that, like, you pray in um, in English, you're praying with your mind, and then at some point go ahead and pray in the Spirit for a little bit? Yeah, if that's what the Lord is leading you to do, just praying. Okay. And, you know, to me, the, 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 the prayer language or, you know, praying in... <clears throat> you know, your prayer language mm-hmm. or what is to f- kind of free you up and, um, and the, you know, speaking to God, the praises of God, because sometimes we get with our minds get tangled up and, and get distracted or we get um, where we're, um, you know, just uh, we need that help. And, and that praying in um, the spirit is just a freeing kind of thing where we're just allowing the Holy Spirit really to minister to us and flow through us. 
as we are praying. So is praying in tongues for for like self-edification, or is it actually yes. there's things that I have forgotten to ask for, and the Holy Spirit's going to kick in and, and, and do it? Or is it just for self-edification? Well, what we get from 1 Corinthians 14, and I can just tell you what the Scripture says, is that the tongues is the only gift that we have that edifies oneself. So okay. Paul makes that very, very clear, that it's for edification of the believer who's not speaking to men. You're not edifying others, per se. Right. That's prophecy. And all the other gifts in the body of Christ that are given to us that he mentions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is to edify the body of Christ. The tongue is for edification of oneself, is is what it says. So um, he said, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. He goes on and he says that, you know, in tongues, um, I, he doesn't forbid it at all. He says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesy, he who prophesies, um, you know, is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets the church may receive edification. So the way that there's edification through tongues is when there's an interpretation. So tongues is uh, edification of oneself uh, as you're just, you know, given uh, that praise and that word to the Lord. So, so do, um, you, do you think if you're praying in the Spirit, and there's some things you need to pray for that you either have forgotten or neglected, that that the Holy Spirit through you is actually making intercession and is asking for those things and saying, in other words, I'm sure that, in other words, when you pray in the Spirit, uh, is that technically the perfect prayer? I mean, I know you edify yourself, but the purpose of speaking in tongues, the communication to God is is the Holy Spirit making intercession in, in, in specifics. Yeah, you know, uh, what the indication here is, like Paul says, that, you know, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will also sing with understanding. Um, and so the person who's praying in the prayer language doesn't always understand it. Um, okay. So, so you know, it's uh, for me, when, you know, I feel like the Lord the Holy Spirit's really interceding. He's really showing me things, so it isn't in an unknown language. But to pray in the Spirit um, is one's edification, and Paul gives indi- indications um, that, and he says that he does. He he spoke, he had that gift, the gift of tongues, but not everybody has the gift of tongues. And, and so still the Holy Spirit is playing a part in that and interceding with our prayers. So... Okay. Lots of questions, Brent. Okay. Hey, yeah, let me let you go so everybody else can get in. You answer my yeah. question, and thank you very much. And I'll yeah. keep listening. You, uh, God bless, guys. You, yeah, you. you know, Brent, uh, appreciate your calls and your questions. Read First Corinthians 14, and I think that'll really um, help you out in that and uh, answer some of the questions, and then Romans chapter 8 as well. Okay? Thank you very much. I certainly will. Have a good bless. God bless. Bye-bye. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. So love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. We're getting ready to go to a break um, here pretty soon. I know that um, uh, we got a couple people that are waiting, and we're going to go right to the uh, break here in just a minute, and then we'll pick up the phone calls. I want to remind everybody here in northern Colorado and Greeley, I'll be back in the pulpit on Wednesday uh, tomorrow. 
uh, as we'll be going through the book of Jeremiah. And we are um, in chapter 7 of Jeremiah. Wonderful study. Jeremiah is uh, speaking to a nation that is dying and in disobedience and about ready to face judgment. So not only looking at the implications, but the application for us today, there's so much for us to learn as we study Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Come out and join us on Wednesday night. And then Sunday I'll be back as we're continuing in Second Timothy And so check us out on our website for directions and service times, calvarychapelgreeley.org. Hey, uh, got open line. Grab it. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of the program. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in the northern part of the Front Range of Colorado. So glad to be with you on this beautiful day as the sun is shining today. No snow today. That's a blessing. Hope you're all doing well and uh, are safe and love to hear from you. So give me a call. We got an open line at 303-690-3000 and that text number is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. So, so glad to be with you and blessed to be with you. And we're just going to go ahead and go with the phone lines and close to Greeley here, a few miles to the east, is Kersey, and we got Emma on line two. Hi, Emma. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, you? I'm good. Thanks for calling back. Mm-hmm. You got a question for me? Yes, I do. I was wondering what the unforgivable sins are. Well, there's an unforgivable sin, um, singular, um, and Jesus talked about it, um, and it is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the rejection of Jesus Christ. Um, when you come to the end of your life and you've rejected the gospel, you said no to Jesus, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in John 16 is to convict the world of sin um, and uh, to uh, draw people to Jesus. And so a person who hears the gospel, a person who, um, you know, has heard the good news, continues to reject it and reject it when they get to the end of their life and they reject Jesus, then that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to be careful, Emma, because some people, you know, become believers and they come to me and they say, I'm afraid that I have committed the unpardonable sin and that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And um, they hadn't, um, because uh, there are times in people's lives where they reject the gospel, reject the gospel, but then eventually their eyes are opened up and their hearts are softened and they come to Jesus Christ. So I want to be careful that it's a person that comes to the end of their life uh, that has breathed their last and they've rejected Jesus. Jesus said, all manner of sin is forgiven except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that's the rejection of him. So that's the unforgivable sin. Does that help you? 
Yes, but also, what about suicide? Suicide is not mentioned as an unforgivable sin, Emma. And it is um, not God's will. It's not his desire. We hear a lot of it, especially with young people. Um, but it's not listed as an unforgivable sin. And th- there are some, you know, people that of uh, certain Christian circles that have said that it is, but there's no verse in the Bible that says that suicide is an unforgivable sin. It is a sin in that we know it's not God's will. And and so God wants us to live. He, he uh, wants us to look to him. He wants us uh, to find hope in him and everything, Emma. So, um, but it's not the unforgivable sin. Um, it's not divorce. Um, it's not adultery. It's not any of those things. Um, it is a rejection of Jesus Christ when you come to the end of your life. Okay? Okay, but if you say that suicide is a sin, then how would you be able to ask for forgiveness if if you're in the presence of God? Yeah, you're asking a good question, Emma. And and that's the thing. And we do know that 1 John says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But can, can I ask you something, Emma? Can have you confess every single sin that you've ever committed um, to the Lord? And we're talking about the secret things of the heart. For me, I'm older than you are. You're you're young, but for me, you know, um, t- there's no way I, I have confessed every single sin that I've done. We are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we confess our sins, some people take that out of First John saying that if you didn't confess a sin, then you're not going to be forgiven. Listen, the blood of Jesus Christ, that we are forgiven, and we have forgiveness of sin. And we confess our sins because it means to be in agreement with God that this is wrong. But, you know, what if, you know, you're doing something and all of a sudden— um, you end up not by suicide, but let's say you um, have a, um, uh, you, you know, you, you get angry or something, and then you get in a car wreck or something like that. You didn't have chance to confess it and go to the Lord. You are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ who washes us of our sins. So I understand what you're saying, that, you know, if you commit suicide, you didn't have a chance to uh, confess that sin, but nobody in reality can confess every single sin that has ever been committed in my heart, every single bad thought, every, you know, bad word I ever spoke in my past, you know, all those things. Um, and we should confess our sins. That's not what I'm saying, but it's the blood of Jesus Christ. The work of the cross is sufficient for forgiveness for a believer. So, I know it's a hard concept to, to understand, but there's nowhere in the Scripture does it say that suicide is an unforgivable sin. Okay, Emma? Okay. You're, you're asking good questions, and, and I know it's it's difficult concept, but God is so merciful and so wonderful that, you know, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sins, and um, and so, you know, suicide is not something that 
God wants in our lives at all, and uh, and we hear too much about it. And um, He wants us to turn to Him, choose life, to trust in Him, and to look to Him. All right, Emma. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. You got any more questions? You call me back. Okay. All right. You have a good evening. All right. You too. All right. Bye bye. 303-690-3000, difficult questions, and I know sometimes it's hard to grasp. Uh, but, um, you know, keep asking questions. Keep searching the Scriptures because the Scripture has the answers for us. Um, we have um, a couple open lines as Emma hangs up, and let's go to Colorado Springs to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good. What can we do for you? So my question was about uh, Galatians. My girlfriend and I are reading Galatians right now, and uh, the specific verse is Galatians 2.18, and it says, um, For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. And we are talking about how we're dead to the law, and her question to me was, how do we obey Christ? now having being dead to the law um how are we now able to obey christ yeah that's a good question and I, you know one of the things is galatians is called the mini romans and mm. i think paul really kind of clarifies that in the um book of romans uh where he says that um he talks about the flesh and how he fails in the flesh in romans chapter 7 right and uh, and you know, he, he gives, first of all, the doctrine of justification in chapter 3, that we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And, right. and, and he goes on and he talks about that it's by faith that we are saved. It's not by the law, even as Paul right. writes that in the book of Galatians, because uh, the setting of Galatians is they were putting their trust in circumcision. And um, in the law, it wasn't just circumcision, but as you read Acts 15, uh, you also know that uh, they were uh, being pressured into keeping the law. Um, So uh, the key is, and when you read Romans, is to walk in the Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Because we are alive now, the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts and enables us to live a life for him. And I think that Paul touches on it later on in Galatians, and he says um, in Galatians that um, that we are to be ones, he says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so um, that you do not know the things, that you do not do the things that you wish. Uh, Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, that, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So it's it's a work of the Spirit. We can't live for Christ in our own strength, in our own energy. Um, right. We can't do that. Um, so, you know, um, so Paul here is saying in verse 18, you know, um, you know, it, it isn't that, we live after the law. The law never saved anybody. Right. There's it nothing, showed us there's, sin. Right, exactly. There's not a problem with the law. 
right. problem is you you and me. <laughs> that's <Right>. the problem. <laughs> we can't keep the law. So yeah. that's important for Christians to understand, um, that we don't put ourselves under the law. And, and Paul goes on, and he writes in chapter 7 that we're not under the law so we can be married to another, that is Jesus Christ. Um, right. And the law is is dead. We're dead uh, to sin, chapter 6 of Romans. We're dead to the law, chapter 7. And the right. reason is, is because the law never saved anybody. The law never saved anybody. It only condemns. And it's a schoolmaster, as Paul writes in Galatians chapter 4, to drive us to Jesus Christ. Right. So I, I guess Amen. my other question is, how do we like live by the Spirit then? like, Obviously, we're dead to the law. We don't have to try to obey the law because the law can't be obeyed. And and that's ultimately what I went to is we then went to Romans, and I tried to explain. And I think we got confused where it talks about um, faith apart from works or show me your works, and I'll show you my faith, or I might have switched that up. But um, I think we were getting confused in the sense that we were saying that um, works is then, you know, being able to obey the law. And I was trying to explain to her it's not that we could then obey the law, it's that we are above the law now, and now we obey through faith and not not in our bodies. Our bodies can't obey right. the law that we once died to. And and here's the thing, um, um, Anthony, is that um, it, it isn't trying in our own strength to, to be righteous. Paul says, should we continue in sin that grace abounds? He said, no. We right. identify with Christ. That's number one. Right. We, we reckon our bodies, you know, uh, over to instruments of righteousness. Right. It is walking with him and knowing him and looking to him, being surrendered to him. It's that intimate fellowship and relationship with the Lord that's so critical. Um, but if we try to do things and say, I'm going to grit my teeth and I'm going to, you know, um, tough it out and we will ultimately fail. But right. when we just allow the Lord to say, Lord, I surrender to you. I'm going to die to myself, pick up my cross and follow after you. I need you. He wants to do that work. And the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts to enable us to live a life for him. But to walk in the spirit, as Paul writes, is what we're to do and to, yeah. to enjoy him and to know him. And that's one of the things I really encourage Christians because there's this warring that goes on. And sometimes when people, they think, I've got to be more religious, I've got to set up rules and regulations, you know, I've got to put myself under the law, and, and it's a struggle because um, they're trying to do it in their own energy rather than enjoying the Lord, knowing Him, loving Him. Paul said the law is summed up in one word, and what is that word? It's love. And right. you'll do more in love and grace than you ever will out of trying to put yourself under the law. And and so we don't continue in sin that grace abounds. Grace means that I'm free to live for him. I'm free to live for him, not free to go out and sin. So right. it's it's growing in that ultimate relationship with him and enjoying him and knowing him and allow him to work in our lives. And as we do, and we stay focused on Him, and we're in the Word of God, and allow the Word of God to renew our minds and to be washed with the water of the Word, you're not going to want to go out and sin. Right. Um, you're, you're not going to, as you live in His love, it's just like um, my wife, I don't want to do anything to hurt her. 
because I love her. Right. And, and so that's the key is loving him, walking with him, knowing him, enjoying him, talking with him, growing in the word, and just allow him to work in your life. Right. Does that help Anthony? Yeah, I, I, um, that reminds me of Philippians where it says, for it is God who works in you to both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Yeah. And so that's so it's true. not us, it's him. Yeah. He works in us both the will and to do of his good pleasures. And, right. um, and you know, it's so wonderful to just allow the Lord to work and to grow in him and, and, um, and to let him grow us. And there is that growing as we do just, you know, say, here I am, Lord, my life is yours. And I, right. I want to live for you and he'll honor that. So, so hopefully that helps Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Super. Anything else? Um, just prayer requests. I'm actually just moving back to Colorado and I'm looking for work and, um, and my mom is actually recovering from a bunch of health issues she had. So just continued prayers that she would heal up and get better. Absolutely. So father, I pray for Anthony's moving back to Colorado. I pray that he find work, um, that he can support himself. Um, and Lord, not just work, but I pray you take him to the right job, um, that he would enjoy that you want him to be, um, where he can be light, where he can be a testimony of, of the reality of Jesus in his heart, but Lord, in the right place. And where again, that, um, he can be a light and you provide for him and Lord, um, just guide him in that as he moves back. And Lord, I pray for his mom's health. Uh, as she has health issues, you know what they are. I pray for your healing touch, your comfort, um, touch her, um, make her strong. Um, Lord, comfort her. Um, and Lord, I just pray that um, as she looks for medical help, uh, in any degree that you'd be with the doctors and all those who may be treating her, that Lord, that you give them wisdom. So Lord, we just lift her up to you. We just pray for your healing touch upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All righty. Thank you so much, you Pastor Jeff. I really appreciate it. You bet, Anthony. God bless you. Because you're looking God for a job. God bless you. Yeah, keep, Thank you. keep in touch. Let us know how Absolutely. it goes. All right? All right. Okay. Thank God you, sir. You. 303-690-3000. Let's continue. Renata? Yes. In Aurora? Did I, say, did I say that right, Renata? Yes. Yes, you did. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing good. What can we do for you? Well, I am due or scheduled to be ordained in two weeks, and so I'm just um, asking for your prayers. Okay. A little nervous. Uh-huh. But okay. uh, I know that this is what um, God has called me to do. I just okay. want to make sure that I'm doing His will. Mm-hmm. And, and, and where are you getting ordained at? Um, uh, where am I getting ordained at? Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Christian Center in Aurora. Okay. In Aurora. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be happy to pray for you. Father, I just pray for Renata. And I just pray that as she's entering into ministry, that you would just uh, fill her with your word and with your love. And Lord, that um, it's an awesome responsibility in any role of ministry that we have. And so, Lord, I just pray for her. I pray um, that she would be one that would be giving the truth of your word, to stand on your word, to give the love of Jesus Christ, uh, to serve, to to uh, minister in um, a biblical manner 
and in the way that you have uh, called her. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would um, just calm her heart and minister to her heart your truth in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. You God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Uh 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, so love to to uh, have you give us a call. We got a couple open lines. Still got some time here in um, the show and looking at my call screen here. Um, let's go to Denver where Ozzy's on line two. Hi, Ozzy. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good to hear. Um, what can uh, we do for you? I just had a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I uh I just recently have been trying to get closer, uh, I guess to God. Um and uh okay. Good. before I guess I wasn't risen thank you. <laughs> I wasn't living I guess the most Christian life. Uh, I uh I, I just had a couple of questions. Um so I, I, I used to listen to and I, I still do sometimes I, I listen to a lot of uh a lot of uh like artists that do like uh like instrumentals. They they don't they're not really like uh like I guess preaching anything, um, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of instrumental music, and I don't, I'm not entirely sure if most of them are like Christian. You know what I mean? If, if they're, uh-huh. um, I was just wondering if if that would like in, affect me or if that like. You know, I think I think Ozzy, yeah, I think I know where you're going with it because you know I can listen to instrumental music. Uh, I have a daughter who's going to be graduating at UNC up here in Greeley in piano performance. So um, all three of my kids played piano and instrumental music. I love listening to them play piano, different pieces from Bach, um, from Beethoven, uh, different classical music. I enjoyed it. Um, and that's one of the things, actually, that my wife and I miss is the music in the home. We don't hear it as much. So instrumental, uh, there's some instrumental music that um, that I've listened to, um, you know, that are really, uh, you know, just soothing and stuff. I think where the music comes in, and music does affect us, and um, is when we get into music with the words that are polluting our minds and um, polluting our spirit, that's where we need to be careful. Um, but, um, you know, I, there are times where I listen to, uh, some classical, I love to listen to instrumental Christian music. Uh, that is a preference of mine, but instrumental music can be a blessing and, um, and listen to, I think where you need to be careful with the music is any music that begins to kind of pollute with the lyrics and the mind, um, you know, your spirit with the words, um, that are very secular, very sinful, carnal. That's where you need to be careful with that. Okay. So the the artists, the artists, I guess themselves would it really, if it's just really, yeah, a... yeah. I mean, okay. um, I've listened to instrumental. I don't know if they're a Christian or not. And um, yeah. there's, you know, I love, for example, and um, for example, I love uh, to go up to. Um, to the Yellowstone ecosystem. I take my kids up there. We just love it. I'm an outdoorsman, love hiking, love watching the grizzly bears, you know, the wolves up in that area. 
and there's a, a CD, it's instrumental um, CD of Yellowstone, and I love listening to it when I'm up there. It's just, um, and it has some, you know, uh, wildlife sounds and things like that. Uh, I don't know whoever put it together, if they're Christian or not, but yeah. I enjoy listening to it. But like I said, I do prefer listening to, you know, like old hymns, instrumentals, um, you know, some of the contemporary songs, just instrumental when it comes to that. Um, so um, I just enjoy doing that. So I think you have the liberty to do that, okay? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, so another question, and I guess it's a little more, it's a little deeper, I guess. Um, so like I said, I've been trying to get a little bit closer, and um, I'm, uh, I, I've been, we, we, I, I used to be part of, like, a, or more involved with the church, I guess. Uh, we, I used to, me and my family used to be a lot more involved. And I, I started, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, straying away. And uh, I was getting into, like, different vices and, like, uh, you know, drugs. And uh, I was, I guess I was listening to, like, the, I was more closer, to, I guess, to the world than anything. And um, I picked up a lot of weird, uh, I, w- I would say weird kind of, like, spiritual beliefs and stuff like that. And I feel like, like that kind of, like, um, affected me and... Um, now that I'm trying to get closer, you know, closer to God and to the church and everything, um, I feel like that kind of affects a lot of the way, a lot of the, I question a lot of things, a lot of the verses that I hear, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, I guess, yeah, a lot of the preachings and it questions me and it confuses me. And it's not, it's, yeah. You know, one of the it, things, Ozzy, is when you become a Christian and you begin to study the Word of God, it can be kind of an overwhelming kind of thing. And yeah. um, and so just take your time, take a deep breath, just keep studying the Word, and things start coming together, you know, and, and you'll start growing in the Word. But it's kind of an overwhelming thing. But what's important for you to draw close to the Lord is that you be reading the Bible, you know, uh, read the Gospel of John, um, get to know Jesus more, um, that is a good thing to do. Just read your Bible and allow the Lord to minister his word to you. Second of all, you know, be listening to good praise music if you can and be in fellowship in a church that's going to teach the Bible. And that's a real key for you. A good Bible teaching church is where you want to be in. And so um, I hope that as you do those things, you know, you're going to start growing and things are going to start making sense. But it can be an overwhelming thing. And it's yeah. just a matter of just allowing the Lord to grow you. Um, and we, we start out as spiritual babes, as the Scripture says. And He's going to grow you to where you take in the milk of the Word. Pretty soon as you do grow, you start taking in the meat of the Word. And, um, and it just takes time. It's a process. So, you know, there's a lot of questions you have right now. There's, a, you know... Uh, a lot of things you don't understand, but as you continue day by day, that's why it's important to read your Bible every day and continue to, um, um, you know, just wanted to uh, just continue to study his word and um, and allow him to minister his word to you and, and go to a good Bible-believing church that's teaching the scriptures. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, it helps that a lot. Um, okay. Anything and else? I just I just had a just one 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 more quick question. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So I, I work uh, I work for an authorized dealer for like Metro PCS, and um, I'm not sure. We we used to have to like um, we used to have to like uh, sell. Basically, it was you know the phone and then an accessory and stuff like that, so we could reach like our numbers and stuff. And sometimes we would we would just like bundle it all together and kind of just like. Not necessarily. I guess we always gave them their option, but, but we would kind of like almost force the customer to like buy the things together. And it, to me, it seemed like dishonest. And the company I work with, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if it's just. It's just me. Um, I don't know. Maybe well, accusing them or, or that's one of the things about being a Christian is, you know, if the Lord's convicting you of something and you feel like this just isn't right. Um, pray through it, and the Lord, you know, will show you. And um, you know, now that you're a Christian, you're going to see things differently. And and if you believe that things are dishonest, then you got decisions to make. Lord, I want to be in a place. I want to be at a workplace, and do my job to where I can honor you. Um, and um, and I want to do it honestly and fairly. And and He's going to honor your heart in that, Ozzy. Okay. Hey, Ozzy, we're getting ready to end the show. Let me pray with you. Okay, appreciate your question. So, Father, I pray for Ozzy. Guide him, direct him, grow him. Just lead him to a job if he needs to that he can be comfortable with and have peace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.